Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and tonight I'm joined by John Gallagher from the band Raven. Metal City gets released in a few weeks' time. How excited are you about this release of this aptly named album? I'm very excited. This is, uh, to our mind, this is the best thing we've ever done. It's taken uh, a lot of blood, sweat and tears over the last three years to get it to this point, And it's all been well worth it. We knew we had a good album from the get-go when we had the songs written. But it's just, uh, you know, exceeded all our expectations. We lifted the bar and then took the bar and put it on a rocket and kicked it out into orbit somewhere. So, you know, we're very, very excited and happy about it. Yeah, I really can't believe it's been five years since the excellent extermination was released. And that was the next thing I was going to ask you. Is this the strongest Raven album you've ever done? When I think without a doubt, like you say, it is. It's excellent. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we've done good records uh, for a long time. And after a while, I say, yeah, man, I really like your first three albums. I really like your first three albums. And over the last few years, it's been, you know what? We, we're going to have to work harder here. We, we need to have people not say that anymore and just say, I love your new album. Not to denigrate the older stuff at all, but we really wanted to, you know, make a mark with this. And... Extermination was a watermark as far as writing the songs because we really put an awful lot of work into that as far as the pre-production and being critical. And, you know, we basically took the lessons we learned from that when we were writing this album. Uh, so the, there was no placeholder odds and ends or stuff that like, well, this is an OK riff and we'll get back to that later. They cut all that crap out and just came up with really really good songs i mean i was very prolific on this i came up with like 30 35 songs and they're all good and it was like wow we got a a great problem here in that you know once mark brought all all his stuff in was like geez uh the only problem we got is selecting 10 great songs and we wanted 10 songs this time round because we've had you know 13 14 i think 15 on some and it's it's difficult to get your hands around. And I, I think, you know, like a 35 to 45 minute album with 10 songs, you, you, you get your brain around it, you listen to it, it you can put a, some kind of uh, sequencing into it where it, it goes somewhere, takes you on a journey. And when it's finished, you want to get back on the roller coaster and do it again, you know? I mean, Motorhead is my favourite track on the album today. Which would you say is your favourite Oh, jeez, you're asking me to choose among my kids. I mean, the mantra for doing this was, you know, totally from before we'd even written the songs, and all killer, no filler. You know, if something's half measures, boop, next, something else. So I, I, I like them all. I mean, doing the, the last uh, week we've been, you know, red-eyed up all night editing the video for Metal City, which just came out like two days ago. Uh, so that's banging around in my head. I was really proud of the way we got uh, When Worlds Collide together. That that came together really well because it's uh, doing an epic style song is always a little more difficult. And we pulled it off. We pulled it off really well. 
but there's there's so many high points on this. I mean, as far as aggression, you know, something like break or something like human race that's like really different for us. It's it's further out there, you know. But at the same time, it's still musical, and it, it's got that balance between the order and the chaos and the melody and the the noise. You know, it's it's. It's kind of hard to get your hand round it. It's an organic thing, but when it's balanced right, you know it. And the, the, these songs have got the, the, the right ingredients. They tick the right boxes, you know. Sadly, Joe had to vacate the drum stool. How pleased are you with Mike Heller's input? Uh, Mike's absolutely phenomenal on this album. I mean, you know, it, it's been a, a long time coming with Joe. He he was done. He didn't want to be out on the road anymore. And he wasn't as enthralled about things as he'd been in the past, maybe, you know. So... When he had the heart attack, it was kind of providence for him and for us. You know, he got to go stay home, relax, and, you know, he's going to be doing his solo stuff and all that. Uh, but we want to be out on the road and touring. And it was a strange situation after 30 years getting, you know, fill-in guys. And the second fill-in guy we got for, you know, like the second, third and fourth dates of that tour in May 2017 was Mike Heller. We talked for 30 minutes and then he got up on the drum stool and we did a set. No rehearsal, no wow. nothing. And it was phenomenal. And we were like, oh, my God. And talked about it a bit more. And the next night was 100% better than that. And then the next night, off the charts on that. And we had other guys to do the European stuff, but we just said, let's talk when we get back because there was a connection. There was chemistry. And, you know, you can't buy that. You can't force that. It's either there or it's not. So he's just brought a, a ton of energy and enthusiasm into what's going on, which has inspired us to, to do the same thing, you know. So, like I said, the songs were there. The songs are all great. They were there from the get-go. But Mike's input as far as some of the arrangement things and just pure energy and his playing performance just took it to another place. I also love the fact, though, that Raven is still going and making awesome metal in 2020. Still going strong and still relevant in 2020. What keeps you inspired and continuing the metal dream? Uh, we just love what we do. You know, and like you say, here this is this band's forty six years old. Wow. Since we decided we were going to form a band in nineteen seventy four, our first show was in nineteen seventy five. So it's been forty six years, uh, and we've never turned into an oldies act. We've always stayed relevant. We've always put out new music, and we always kill it live, and we still do. There's no let up whatsoever, and we've done an album. That we can say, you know, hand on hearts, this is the best, if not one of the best. I think it's the best thing we've ever done. And I don't know of any other bands of our age or, or kind of had our kind of career who can say that. Definitely. There's bands putting out okay records, but they're not putting out records that match with their classics. This does, period. 
beat that gauntlet thrown down. So have you thought about, I know this album's not even out yet, but have you thought about doing a new live album? Well, we just did one last year, so no. Screaming Murder, Death From Above, live in Alborg. We were having delays on doing this record and looking at each other like, we got to put something out because it's getting silly here. We, we need to get a little breathing room. Do we have anything live? And Mike said, well, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that people have given me from shows because now they can record 24 track off the board if the board is equipped that way very easily. And a guy had given us a memory stick in, I think it was November 2017, we were on tour with Voodoo in Europe, and it was Alborg, Denmark. The guy said, here is the set, I've recorded it for you, enjoy, you know. And we never listened. So he put it in, listened, was blown away, and said, you got to hear this. There was almost no technical issues whatsoever. I'd broken a string on the bass, which never happens, but I'd broken a string in the middle of Hell Patrol, so I just kept singing and changed basses. So we, we just had to copy and paste three seconds of bass guitar to fill the hole, uh, which wasn't a big deal. And other than that, what you hear is what you get. And the album's the perfect fill-in between Extermination and Metal City because it introduces Mike and it shows you the, the fire of the band on stage because... Even in this age of YouTube and thinking that everyone's videoing, you know, when, even when you go to the bathroom, for God's sake, uh, there's still a little bit of, you know, trepidation when someone tells you we're recording live tonight and the red light's on. So we didn't have any of that. And therefore, you just hear us unhinged, crazy and out of control. How pleased are you to have started back in the 70s? I mean, you've just saying there, like, you've been able to cut and paste with this new, with the last live album. But obviously, back in the day, you couldn't do that. But are you still pleased you did start back out in the 70s rather than this, in this crazy world that we live in? Well, today? yeah, because back then you, you, you had enough time to learn your trade. I mean, we learned to play our instruments, we taught ourselves. Uh, you know, we'd go and watch bands play at the Newcastle City Hall. Uh, you'd watch, what, the old Grey Whistle Test or Top of the Pops, for what it's worth. That, that, that was your introduction to music. That was, our, that was our instructional DVDs of the time, you know, going to watch Rainbow or Rory Gallagher or Status Quo or Slade live and seeing what worked, what didn't work and, and uh, clue, you know, zeroing in on that and then we played the pubs and then we played the clubs the working men's clubs you know entertain me or die <laughs> uh and you, you learn very quickly how to be an entertaining band and put on a show and put on you know a, 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 the full package you know it's not about standing there looking at your shoes playing arpeggios at 400 mile an hour you know one well-placed note uh, can destroy that you know and you, you don't see that so much with a lot of bands these days it's all very it seems very contrived and you know the recording process is contrived and then live they've got backing tracks and so yeah I'm, I'm pleased I grew up when I could see bands you know when dinosaurs ruled the earth you know you saw real bands play real music and that's the tradition we have we play live with a large amount of improvisation. 
we make stuff up as we go along. We don't play the same solos in the songs. We make solos up on the spot. There may be a bare framework, but we we stray from that often. And that was what was such a joy in finding Mike Heller because he plays drums the same way. He loves to improvise and put new stuff in. And that way it keeps it fresh for us and it provides the audience with a fresh one-time-only experience, you know? And we, you know, if we're headlining, we like to mix the setup too. We'll play songs one night that we don't play the next night. Uh, just makes it fun for us. And if people are coming to see more than one show, that they see that, you know? They say, oh, wow, you did this song tonight. Like, yeah, we mix it up. I know Sebastian Bat's got major beef with this, with uh, bands using the backing tracks these days. But it's it's ludicrous. It I mean, is. you've got what what amounts to four, five, six. I've saw bands who have got nine people on stage, and still fifty percent of what you're hearing is on backing tracks. Disgusting! Come on, man! You don't need that. You know, take a band like Queen. They had more overdubs and more pomp and circumstance and extra icing on the cake than any other band in history especially then. They really did. And what did they do live? Four guys playing it. And you know what? It worked. And it worked brilliantly. They adapted what they did to make it work with just the four guys. And later on, they had one guy come in who plays some extra guitar or keyboards, but it was a real musician adding to the pot. You know, that, that, that's, that's true talent. And you cannot replace that with, you know... I, I saw something on the other day. I mean, at the pop band Coldplay, what they do, they do great. But there's parts where they're all jumping around and it, it's all on tape. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That, 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 and, 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 uh, and even for what they do, they're talented. They don't need to do that. No. It's just ridiculous. It so, no, I'm not a big fan. Of course, coronavirus is still wrecking havoc around the world, and you live in the States. Our release date is near the end of September. Are you planning to do some live streams, or is there plans to do a few local gigs around where you live? I mean, I'm not sure what it's like where you are at the moment. Going on tour in February in Europe. Right. We have dates we'll be announcing very soon. We're doing a full tour. And we'll be touring everywhere else. As soon as we can get our grubby little mitts on more dates, we'll be doing that. Uh, this scamdemic will all be over probably November 4th, and we'll move forward from then. Can you tell me what has been the most outrageous thing you've ever done in the name of rock and roll? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I could, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Those things can't be printed. Uh, and to pull one out of out of my arse at the moment is a, a, a difficult proposition. But uh, I don't know. Just being the age we are, to be so lucky to do what we do and to appreciate that, it, it's, a, it's a responsibility, you know? And we, we do not take that lightly. We go out and give 100% every time we play. And, you know... How, how many years we've been touring now? So, 
you're not going to be seen as winding doing windows and throwing applesauce out at people walking down the street and setting off fireworks and blowing people up. You know, th those things are uh, best left to the 18 and 19 year old bands to let them get arrested for doing that. We'll, we'll leave it alone. But uh, we've always been the kind of band that pretty much kept all the fireworks on stage. I've, I've seen so many bands like flame out through drink and drugs and outrageous behaviour. And most of the time, none of that outrageous behaviour manifested itself on stage. They were very boring on stage. I mean, I mean, take a look at the Eagles, right? Do you, would you say that they're a scintillating, exciting live band? No. Not really, but back in the day, they actually had chainsaws in flight cases that they used to take to the hotels. They were insane, absolutely mental. Uh, so no, we we flip that and we keep all the crazy on stage and we're you know pretty much regular people off it. Can you tell me what you'd like to be remembered for in a hundred years' time? Uh, just being a, a killer live band and being the best Raven-style band there ever was. And can you tell us why we should check out Metal City? Because it's the best fucking album that'll come out this stinking horrible year. And it's the best fucking album we've ever done. And if you like your heavy metal, fast, furious, with melody and musicianship, check it out. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Just thank you so much for your support. Uh, we will wear it always, as they say. Yeah, thank you, and hopefully you're going to love this new record, and we'll come and see you in 2021. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is John Gallagher from Raven, and you are listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. Turn it off!